When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? And welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Apologies, we're a small bit late. I am going to also apologize. I'm a bit under the weather at the moment. So if I fall asleep on the podcast, it's nothing to do with what Paddy's saying or your engagement. It's because I'm heavily dosed on uh on some um some drugs at the moment to try and try and stave off this cold that I've got going. But anyway, this cold isn't gonna keep me down, and we've got wolves. Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yes, the 4th. It's the 3rd of January already. The 4th of January, tomorrow night. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, Paddy. How about you? Well, I am now after, after Sunday, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're in good form. We're in good fettle. Just hoping that uh, the injuries that we sustained at the weekend aren't too bad. Hope that we can see Douglas Louise back and it is only a dead leg and he can get over it in a few days. Um, big worry is probably John McGinn, but... Who knows, Maddie Cash might fill in in that position. So we've uh, we've plenty of guys capable of stepping up. Um, not expecting an easy game by any means. They always put it up to us no matter what. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's great to be looking forward to games for a change. So long may that continue and, and long may uh, this good run that we're on continue. Absolutely. And I think, look, I did a, um, I did a podcast with uh, Talking Wolves, uh, with Dave and Talking Wolves. And we had actually a good, a good conversation about uh, Aston Villa, about how the season has gone. And, um, you know, uh, he, he's a great guy. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you can find it in Talking Wolves. But um, he does talk a small, <coughs> excuse me, he does talk a small bit about, about the Wolves set up in it. And he gives a preamble beforehand. Um, but uh, they are obviously in the same kind of a situation as us. New manager, albeit they haven't had enough time to impl- as much time as we have had to implement um, to, to implement uh, the, uh, Unai Emery's uh, tactics and, and and his formations and so on. Um, obviously, Unai's gotten a, gotten a, a song out of this team, but they'll be hoping that Lapetegui will too. But what I'm kind of getting at here is two really successful Spanish managers coming to the Premier League to try and try and make a name for themselves in the Premier League. I can see this one being a bit of a barn belter at the weekend, Paddy. And and the reason I can see that is that these guys know each other inside out. Um, these guys should know each other inside out. Both of them have, have coached in the main in Spain yeah. uh, for the majority of their careers. The majority they've of even coached, coached against each other this season. That's what I was just about to say. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, this season they've even coached against each other. So it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of, uh, how it kind of metastasizes, I suppose, uh, when... Um, 
uh, you know, over the course of the 90 minutes? Do the guys kind of use the tried and tested methods they've used against each other beforehand? Or will there be aces up people's sleeves? So it's going to be an interesting one, I think, for sure. And specifically with the injuries, as you mentioned, that, that, that Aston Villa have. Um, let's talk about those injuries, Paddy. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's talk about those injuries. And while you do, I'll try not to die here. Um, but uh, obviously midfield is going to be a bit treadbare. Did we ever find out what happened to Leander Dandonker? Um, and was he injured? And is that why he didn't make the bench the last day? Well, well, the rumor was he was ill, and that's that's why he wasn't on the bench on on Sunday. So hopefully he's recovered from that. We didn't hear anything definitive there, but you just gotta presume that that was the case because there was no mention and no talk of an injury. Um, but look, we, we've we've a decent squad there. We've we've enough lads to come in and and, and do a job. Um. I suppose the the main concern is is that that double pivot is working so well to take Douglas Louise out of it with a dead leg. I think he might be risked, bearing in mind that we don't play again. Well, he doesn't have to play at the weekend. You would yeah. you would hope so. It's, it's nine or ten days before we have to play again. So, um, if he's if he's carrying a dead leg, and you know, dead legs are hard to play with. So, it would be interesting to see what what will happen come. Uh, seven o'clock tomorrow when the team is announced, because uh, I think I think a lot of of our hopes and prayers hinges on having that same uh, fluidity in midfield that we we've had with those two guys. They've just been immense, um, and the, I think I think after the weekend, the whole world has has set up and looked at what Bubukar Kamara is, and everybody's a little bit jealous. I think so too. I think so too, and and like. One thing I liked about what what Unai Emery did at the weekend was he he did something out of the box, brought cash on at that right right wide midfielder position. Took McGinn, when McGinn had come off, um, like that's that's an interesting one for me because that's potentially that. Well, actually, I don't say potentially. I think that's who's going to start. I don't. There's no way I can see John McGinn play. No way. When you pull a hammer like that, when it goes not when it's like, a hamstring, we no, all know no. when it goes ping, it goes ping, and. You just you can't play. He won't. He won't be playing against Wolves. I think Matty Cash steps in in that position there. Now, I think potentially, like the the the, the person who's going to play alongside Kamara is the open book for me. And I'm going to be honest. I like like Caleb Chambers and all his arms. I'm not sure that we can look at Caleb Chambers playing midfield <laughs> for 90 minutes. I know, I know. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't want people to think I'm down on him this season or whatever because I have been quite critical of him at centre half as well. I think it's just it's been a season of transition for him too. But like <laughs> he's very handsy in the middle of midfield, and and maybe that's going to be okay when you're playing against the more robust midfield. But these guys are going to likely have somebody like. Uh, Jean Moutinho inside there, and uh, maybe Podence comes in, in inside, maybe cuts inside or whatever like that. And, and and look, Chambers could end up being brilliant, and he could end up doing a fantastic job in there. But I think if they've got somebody else, more natural midfielder that comes in there and stands inside there, I think he's he's mm. who's going to be played. And that's why I think the Donker uh, hopefully will be right for this game. Like when we look at it, he's not marked as a, as missing from the point of view of injury or anything like that on any of the uh, physio room. He's not marked there on who scored. Um. I haven't checked anything else there apart from that, but uh, so if he is fit, I think that's that's who comes in there, and I think Cash plays that right wide midfielder. And I mean, I'm I'm excited to see Matt Cash play there because um, I still I'm still on the hunt 
for Matty Cash winning a penalty by driving into the box. It's one of my biggest criticisms of him. He could, I think he could win a ball of penalties if he backed himself to drive with the ball into the box. And I think as a right back, he doesn't do that in case he gets dispossessed. He leaves everything wide open. Whereas now, if you're going to play him that wide midfielder, I still think after two and a half years of him being at the club, I think he could win. I think if he starts there this weekend, I'm going to back him to win a penalty if there even is such a market. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd go the opposite and hope that Matty Cash plays it right back and play Ashley Young in that position. That's that's just my opinion. I'd like to see what he has in the tank to play that position because that's obviously his natural position. Um, Neil, somebody yeah. has asked there. Any chance of them hats coming yeah. on sale again? Does Funny you should ask that are, question today. Funny you should <laughs> ask that question as well because these hats are on sale. We have a very limited number of hats just at the moment. I've got another few on, on, on back order uh, as well. Um, the hats are on sale uh, at the moment. They're on sale on our website um, if you are looking to purchase them. I will admit anybody outside of the uh, outside of Ireland, they're, part, they're available to be shipped anywhere around the world. Obviously, shipping rates do apply um, so I do, uh, like the shipping rates will change based on, on post, our Irish shipper, and their rates as well, so don't shoot the messenger with regards to shipping rates, because uh, if there's anybody here who works in on post, apologies in advance, but we're very expensive to post anything here in <laughs> Ireland at the moment. It's really expensive, and it, like my jaw hit the floor. So, um, But listen, buy away. They're on sale. And there's also t-shirts on sale there as well, if you guys want to see. There are t-shirts on sale. They've got an embroidered um, for the love of Paul McGrath uh, crest on them as well. And they're for sale uh, on the website as well. So I didn't want to go hawking them on the 3rd of January when everybody's stony broke after Christmas. But uh, they're there. They're available all year round. You guys can go and you can look at them. And if they do tickle your, or, or wet your whistle, uh, by all means, um, you can purchase them and they will be dropped. And the point, the point glasses are still there for those in the UK as well. As well. It was yep. in the UK also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, back to matters Aston Villa and less matters of commerce. Um, John Steele, Luis did it. Yes, he did do an interview today. Uh, Paddy, you, the, the eagle-eyed Paddy, mentioned something to me just before the podcast. The Wolves <laughs> press conference was done after the Spurs game in the Spurs um, media room. And why should Paddy know that? Because Paddy has pictures of him sitting in that very side media room as well. So talk to me about that, Paddy. Yeah, I just, I just, I just spotted in the interview that the, the advertising behind them was all Spurs sponsors. So that's that's what that's what came into my head. Plus it was only three and a half minutes as opposed to the usual 10 or 11, 12 minutes yeah. that we normally get. On a, a, now I know there could be a lot of mind games with this too in that. He spoke about it there where he couldn't talk about how many people were injured or whatever, and he chose to, to do that then as as opposed to showing his hand for what he has tomorrow night. So if that's the case, that's clever too. But uh, I just thought it very strange to, to see that Spurs backdrop when when Villa uh, released that today. And, and of course, the, the length of time the questioning was there was only less than four minutes. So, yeah, it was an interesting one, but... Uh, I'm probably reading too much into it, but that that's what my little uh, villa supporting brain does. It reads into everything. <laughs> I know. I think I think it was just uh, matters probably uh, logistical. To be honest with you, you know, you travel on from Spurs, um, probably on the evening on Sunday, recovery day. Uh, I would imagine that probably they could have been something new. And I said, listen, look, let's just get it out of the way. 
at the end of the day, his English is fine. But if you're going to expect a 14 minute interview for interview from him uh, twice a week in a situation or three times a week, even in a situation like this, you're probably not going to get it. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't doesn't want to be in those situations. And I fully back him with regards to that. Uh, so look, three and a half minutes was OK for me. He couldn't sp- say much directly after the game. It's a quick turnaround for to get him into exactly. the recovery sessions yeah. with, with the boys the next day. Small bit of game planning today and then the game is tomorrow. So it's a quick turnaround there as well. And uh, it, it's it's going to be an interesting one um, to see what happens uh, from that point of view. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, and and I think that uh, I think Daruna Emery is definitely you know I, I think he'd give or take media stuff at the moment as well. And why wouldn't he? Uh, specifically, the English media considering the kicking they gave him over his pronunciation. So um, yeah. three and a half minutes is absolutely fine for me. Uh, Paddy, let's let's talk a small little bit about Wolves. Um, last time. I'm right in saying last time you were at Wolves, we were 2 0 up and we ended up losing 3 2 in an eight minute or 10 minute salvo. Um, I think it was one of the first games you were at back after the after uh, lockdown, and uh, it was a devastating one. It was one I remember that was was just not it was not nice for anybody in Ruben Nevis. No. And it was it was lockdown. the force it was the force of the five in a row for Dean Smith, which eventually yes. led to the trap door. So that's, yeah, that's it wasn't it wasn't a pretty day to be honest. Considering with with eighty two minutes on the clock, we were absolutely coasting, and uh, managed to lose the game three two, which was horrific on the day. I'll never forget it. And uh, yeah, we we owe these guys a bit of a pacing, and the way we're playing, I think there's never been a better time. But it'll be interesting to see how they line up tomorrow because I reckon they will go a little bit more defensively because uh, he he needs points on the board as well. He need, he needs to just get claw his way out of that bottom three. And with everything getting spanked tonight as well, and I predict Mr. Lampard heading for the trap door very, very soon if that continues. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, it 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 t- wolves are in a tough position. They need points on the board, and I I think they'd snap your hand off for a point tomorrow. Oh, I think so too. I think that they. I and you know what I. I'm not going to say I'd be happy with a point, but you know I wouldn't be disappointed if we came out of there with a point tomorrow. Like these quick turnaround games, they're just they create an air of um, an air of unpredictability. Specifically, when we've got injuries, like two thirds of our midfield. I know we play four midfield, but realistically, I don't. I don't usually classify Buendia as a midfielder, if you know what I mean. Um, because he's given more of a license to, although he has been pretty decent at, at tracking back, and um, he's given more of a license to create and get into the box and stuff like that. But of our three statutory kind of midfielders, I would call them in there. We're missing. We're going to be missing potentially missing two of them. So from that point of view, I would be kind of looking at this and going, let's not lose game, and that's okay if we draw all our games from here on in for the rest of the rest of the season. Um, then I'll be I'll be concerned. But when we like playing against Wolves and, and a quick turnaround, I'd be okay with a point. Obviously, I want to win, and I think we will be going for the win. But Villa rarely win two games in a row. Uh, I know we've done, we did it under Unai already, but you know we're not a team that strings massive amounts of wins yeah. together. Albeit we did in the Championship, not in the Premier League. So you know that's a habit that needs to be learned, and hopefully we mm. can learn it again tomorrow night. But this Wolves team has a bit about it, even though the you know that like the guy they brought in there, what's his name, uh, Nunes uh, midfield. I like the look of him, even though he hasn't really hit the heights. Liverpool are talking about purchasing him. Pedence is in there. I'd imagine they're going to pay. Um, uh, what's his name, Huang? Is it uh, on the right hand side? Chair, I, I yeah. would say, yeah, I would say it's probably going to be a damn there. And then they're probably going to play the shit house himself, Diego Costa. Diego Costa. Yeah. You know, I think Diego Costa. 
you know, our, our boys are really going to have to front up to him, albeit he's not the Diego Costa of old, but the two boys in Mings will probably relish that fight, but he doesn't need <laughs> to get into too much of a fight with him because Diego Costa has eaten people's lunch, you know, for a living in, in, yeah. in the Premier League. Um, yeah, he's he's the illogical fear tomorrow. We don't we don't know what we're gonna get from him. He'll be he'll be putting himself about. I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot here saying it, but in reality, I think he's probably over the hill at this stage. But he's still capable of getting goals. So we'll we'll uh, we'll wait and see what he delivers tomorrow. But I I still don't think they're gelling enough to cause us too many problems. And I think we should have enough to go and beat them. And I'm hoping we go and beat them well because. You know, I think after the weekend we're on a roll. I think this is moving month for us. I think the row of games we have gives us a huge opportunity to push ourselves well, well clear, well clear of all of those below us who who are uh, who are very worried about their future. And coming into February, we 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 could be easily in the top half of the table. So it's it, it's a good opportunity. Obviously, he's going to spend money too. He's going to bring in people. So it, it's a very very interesting month for the club. Plus, I think there's a good possibility we get a few wins on the board. Yeah, Crystal Palace play tomorrow as well. I can't remember who they play off the top of my head, but uh, if they don't win and we win tomorrow, we leapfrog Crystal Palace, and that brings us. We actually, yeah, we leapfrog leapfrog Crystal Palace into the eleventh position, and uh, albeit we would have a game in hand on them and Chelsea, we would only be one point behind Chelsea as well. So that's something I suppose to play for tomorrow. And look, as I say, um, I I would love us to win tomorrow and I hope we do win tomorrow but like it's not mm. I wouldn't be doom and gloom for me tomorrow if it was like a one-all draw we played well um, Palace are at home to Spurs which won't be easy either there you go Palace won't be at home to Spurs uh, or sorry, Palace at home to Spurs won't be easy mm-hmm. is right yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure Spurs will want to get back up in the horse again they're not you know they're they're not giving up on, on Champions League positions why would they consider only two points behind albeit that they have a game in hand over Newcastle or sorry that they have, a, they have a, a new, Manchester United have a game in hand over them and they have a game in hand over Newcastle who are only five points behind as well so you know Newcastle and, and uh, Arsenal playing out I think it's still in an all draw at the moment in that game Um, that would uh, yeah it's still in an all draw there you know, that would, uh, a win for Spurs would bring them within two points of, of Newcastle in third place with a game in hand. So there's quite a lot for Spurs to play for there. And we really put a monkey wrench in their, uh, in their game plan, I think, for the rest of the season. And it's interesting just to talk about Spurs for two seconds, albeit being on a, a Wolverhampton Wanderers podcast. It's, I think it's statistically the best start of a season Spurs have ever had. And yet it seems to be doom and gloom down White Hart Lane and they don't know what way they're going and they don't know what they're left from the right at the moment, which, look... Let, we let them worry about that, but I think that that is strange and it just probably goes to show that the the uh, lofty ambitions they have, yet we went out and we beat them 2-0. So, well, people, and I know people are saying there in the comments as well that this is a must-win game. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I want us to win. I think we're well good enough to win, but I wouldn't be pressing the panic button if we do, if we uh, if we draw tomorrow from the simple fact that, um, that you know, stringing nine losses together as well mm. is, is is important for us because, like last year and the year before, we didn't draw enough games. And like people laud Brighton over the last few years, they became difficult to beat, uh, whether it be at home or away, and they racked up an awful lot of draws. Brentford in ninth position at the moment, obviously did did, did a, uh, a job on Liverpool last night. They've eight draws already this season, so you know, drawing drawing games can help as well. Newcastle also. Having eight draws, albeit they've only lost one game too. So um, not losing games is, is a habit. 
And uh, with us having last eight games already, um, I think that that's, uh, that's something that we need to strive to do is not lose games and keep keep ratcheting up points as we go through the, through the league, albeit I want three points tomorrow. Paddy, do you think that he, that he changes anything up up top? Do you think maybe Danny Ings comes in? There was rumours that Danny Ings was pretty much been told he's on the stoop at the moment. He's been told, listen, if an opportunity comes up for you, why don't you take it and why don't you leave? Well, that's what, that's what we're being told. He was on the bench, so I, I don't envisage Danny Ings going anywhere until we replace him with a striker because I'm led to believe that Cameron Archer will leave the club on loan for yeah. uh, in the next in the next couple of days, which, which is no harm either because... Uh, Emery has had a good look at him over the last six weeks and has obviously decided it would be better to get him game time elsewhere. I do believe he's going to push the boat out on a striker and that will ultimately mean that Danny Ings will probably go out. But yeah, we've, we've just got to be just got to be careful though that we're not we're not left tight in that department. Um, Bailey probably, I, I thought he one of his poor games. He drifted in and out of it at the weekend. Um, so yeah. if, 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 if Danny Ings is still in the plans... I'd be. I wouldn't have any problem with him with him switching that up and bringing him in for Bailey. Watkins had a great game. In fairness to him, um, he didn't. Uh, headphones are broken, Paddy. Didn't score any goals or anything like that. But like, I think, he, I think my headphones are broken. He worked very hard. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I've never questioned his work, right? I just. I just questioned his decision making and his finishing. Um, so he he had a good game, and I don't see him being dropped for for Danny Ings definitely. So. Um, yeah, I think we I think we'll get a lot of questions answered tomorrow night with this team sheet and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to team sheet tantrum tomorrow, guys. I have ju- I was just opening up YouTube to see oh when have I got the team sheet tantrum mm. uh, slated in for tomorrow. seven. Um, it is yeah what Paddy said there. Uh, I can't even see it here where in, in the view that I'm looking at. Yeah. Ten to eight seven. o'clock kickoff, so ten uh, to seven. eight o'clock. Yeah, ten to seven, and we will be back with a post match. Uh, uh, review afterwards. I do have one or two questions for you, Paddy. With the injuries tomorrow, would you do you think that there's anybody that um maybe do you think we see Arjun Reiki get into the get into the, the match day squad? Obviously he's somebody that Emery utilized, didn't even just have him around the squad during the during the period of time we had off. He actually utilized himself in Caden Young. Could we see surprise there? Maybe it might be the game for him. I I, I don't know. It would be an interesting one for me. Yeah, well, given that we could possibly have uh, McGinn and possibly Louise out, I would imagine he would be the next one to come in on the periphery there. So, And if he comes in, he starts, for me. He could very well start in that position beside Kamara. So it'll be an interesting one. But uh, as uh, John Steele said earlier on, Louise was rolled out for an interview. The cynic in me calls that mind games too and wonders what we'll see tomorrow but uh look we'll 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 wait and see what happens at 10 to 7 tomorrow but yeah i'm, I'm still very very confident regardless of who's fit and also lest we forget we didn't mention them at all we mentioned playing callum chambers in there and we've mentioned playing arjun reiki there's a certain mr sanson and a certain mr marvelous nakamba still around the squad as well so i would say maybe sanson being on the bench uh, in recent times, obviously in the last game, I would say he might be somebody that might come in there maybe on the right-hand side or maybe he just slots in alongside, alongside Bupakar Kamara. Who knows? And we might get a signing of the U- a sighting of the UFO that is uh, 
or uh, yeah, the unidentified footballing object of Mar- Morgan Sanson uh, <laughs> might get a sighting for tomorrow. And yes, I did come up with that, and I am blaming the pseudoephedrine that's flowing through my veins at the moment for that absolutely horrible pun um, that I just made about Morgan Sanson there. But look, there's there is still options even if the even if the injuries are there. If the Donker can't go, if um. If Douglas Luis, if McGinn can't go or whatever the case is, there are options there, albeit that, you know, maybe two, those two people that we just mentioned there might have one foot out the door already. Um, yeah. They might still be utilised because while they're contracting, while they're still registered with Aston Villa, it's your job to get up and to go out and to play. And uh, if you're called upon, uh, I would imagine they would do the same. And also, look, and you know, Joe, the great the position day. we're in now that we've got through 23 and a half minutes of this <clears> podcast. <throat> We've never mentioned it, and nobody in the comments has ever mentioned it. Is our goalkeeping situation because we had a backup goalkeeper who had a great game at the weekend, so nobody is overly worried if if Emmy's not ready or not. So that's great in itself. <laughs> There's a team to ta- team she tantrum to come tomorrow, Paddy. He's up on that one. Everyone's holding their powder on that one. I think. Uh, oh, I've, I, look, if he's not ready, he's not ready. I'm fine with that. Considering considering what, what Robin Olsen did at the weekend, he was very comfortable, very confident looking, commanded his area well, which he had never I had never seen him do before. So Yeah. I, I I'm I'm okay with it. I think he's probably did he probably did enough at the weekend that uh if if he chose not to change a winning team, that he stays there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and look I I, I think Martinez Martinez comes back in there, but um you oh, know, it's, I pick him obviously. If he does, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. If he does, he does, he doesn't, he doesn't. Guys, we're gonna wrap it up at that. Thanks so much, everybody. We've actually had two hats. That's some people people bought hats during that podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just seen two notifications come up in the, in the top right hand corner. I can't see who bought them. I presume Damien, you were one of them, and somebody else bought a hat. So thank you very much. There's a limited supply of them there. We will be restocking those. Um, it's just with Christmas and stuff like that at the moment. We're just waiting on some back order stuff there with the hats. Uh, t-shirts are available all year round. They are um, being fulfilled by a fulfilling agent, so you know they are available all year round. But the quality of these are pretty good. I want to be getting from the same supplier because uh, he's pretty brilliant. Um, so, uh, as I said, they're, they're different gravy, and the, the embroidery on them is absolutely fantastic. So if you do like them, go have a look at them, and we'll get them out to you. I have a rake of them here, and I will be shipping them directly from me myself. So i got to run, guys. I'm actually going to be jumping over onto the Villa View right now. So if anybody wants to continue some Aston Villa conversation, <laughs> or jumping over with Dan Bardell on the Villa View, and we'll see you over there. We'll see you tomorrow for the Team Sheet Tantrum. Ten minutes to seven, Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. And for anybody else in the all over the world, you're going to have to use a calculator for that one to see what time that is in your area. But looking forward to this game tomorrow. Thank you so much. Stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.